Hey guys, before we start the episode, I would like to say that this episode was somewhat rushed and kind of short because I start school tomorrow and I want to get this out of the way so that I can have all my focus in school so that, you know, well, good grades and everything. Anyways, that being said, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Hello, (laughs) and welcome to the first episode of A Colored Perspective. I am so excited to be going on this journey with you guys. You guys don't even know. This episode took a little turn. While I was searching up Black, Indigenous, and People of Color history stories, I actually came across a story that is very interesting to me. Now, this story sadly has nothing to do with people of color, but I promise y'all the next episode will. Okay, so if you guys actually stay until the next episode, I would really appreciate it. So, this episode is going to focus on the Great Molasses Flood. Now, when I first heard about this, me being me, I assumed the molasses was a place and not a thing. So, for those who have no clue what molasses is, it's a thick syrup produced during a refining of sugar and soy grum, which is a plant. Now, back in the day when COVID wasn't a thing, there was an incident in Massachusetts. To be more specific, it was in January 15th, 1919, on the North End of Boston. Now, y'all, I just want y'all to know that North End is not actually the North End. North End is actually a town for y'all who did not know. Okay, now going back into the story... And the United States Industrial Alcohol Company owned a large tank of 2.3 million gallons of molasses, which is obviously a lot. Now, the tank the tank was made in 1915 to store molasses, then distilled into alcoholic ammunition for World War One. Now, y'all, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't look into this to see how it worked, but I'll leave that to up to you guys if you guys are actually that interested. Now, when... The tank soon exploded, causing a tsunami of molasses. Molasses is 1.5 times heavier than water, so obviously this won't be good. Now, I just want y'all to remember that this is syrup and not just water. Like, it's syrup, like thick, thick syrup. And if y'all have ever had to clean up a syrup stain, then y'all know how it is. You know what I'm saying? I have to scrub it down. Y'all know what I'm talking about? And so, anyways... (laughs) The wave was going about 35 miles per hour. It was 160 feet wide and 25 feet tall, which is shocking, to be honest. Now, again, this is a wave, a little syrup. Now, sadly, the wave was going so strong that basically it was impossible to escape. The tsunami was so strong that most of the injured people were crushed and getting hit, by, and getting hit into objects and buildings. People either had broken backs or fractured skulls, which is pretty bad. Now, I just want to make a side comment with y'all. If you guys are are confused, it is not every single person that was injured that had a broken back or a fractured skull. It is just some of them. And now, as I was doing research, I came across a doctor named Nicole Sharp, and she said that there were actually two stages of molasses, which I personally found very interesting because, you know, it's a tsunami of molasses and so I would just assume that there is only one stage which is the tsunami. (laughs) So the first stage was the tsunami um, and how fast it was going which we already covered that 
so the second stage is when the molasses flooded the streets. As the molasses started flooding the streets and getting slower, um, it actually started getting hardening up due to the cold weather. Now, when molasses is exposed to cold weather, it gets harder, thicker, and stickier than usual, which obviously made things ten times harder. For example, rescuers are more cautious and have to use objects to get people out. People are stuck in there and everybody has to be aware of their surroundings. Now going back to Dr. Nicole Sharp, who is a science who is a science communicator and an expert in fluid dynamics, she was surprised to hear about the wave actually going 35 miles per hour. I'm assuming because of the saying slow like molasses. She ran a few tests with the group from Harvard and she found out that the wave could have gone and what basically happened was that since the tank had a lot of molasses, it stored a lot of potential energy. When the tank exploded, the potential energy became kinetic energy. Now, if you guys if you guys are like me and you have no idea what that means or what just came out of my mouth, let me explain. Okay, so imagine a swing. You pull up the swing and it's collecting potential energy due to the position. Now, once you let go and the swing starts to, well, swing down, um, its potential energy converts into kinetic energy. I hope you guys understand that because I had to do a lot of research on that, surprisingly, and I'm not proud of saying that. So anyways, before I get into the aftermath, I wanted to talk about how the molasses flood even happened, which I was very confused about because it's just like, have you all even noticed that, you know what I'm saying, like something must be up. Okay, so Pueblo, or Pueblo, I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing that wrong, um, well Pueblo the Arthur of Dark Tides, a book about the Great Molasses Flood, says that the USIA treasurer, quote, quote, no technical experience, no architectural experience, no engineering experience. So basically, the tank was not made right. Now, a week before the incident, they got a new shipment of molasses, which was two degrees warmer than the molasses in the tank. Now, when they mixed the cold molasses with the hot molasses, it actually produced a gas, which didn't have an effect until a week later when the gas started adding up pressure on the steel walls and it exploded, causing, well, you know, the flood. After the flood, the Boston Building Department began requiring calculations of buildings and structures being filled with the plans and signed. Soon, it was a rule across the countries, which is now a standard procedure. Now, a fun fact for you guys, the molasses actually took six months to clean it all up. And like I said, y'all, if y'all have ever had to clean up a syrup stain, it is the hardest thing ever. I'm telling y'all what, I have to add my elbow and everything. She, I had to pull out the spatula and start scraping out the thing. And if you guys have ever had syrup like on your hand and stuff, you guys know how disgusting that was and how unbearable it is, which honestly, I really couldn't stand, you know what I'm saying? And then you guys also have to think about that a whole city, or yeah, a whole city was was covered in molasses, so a bunch of houses were destroyed. And do y'all know how like how hard that would be to clean up the basement and everything? Imagine coming home, you know, after a long day of work, you hear some little rumor of molasses, you're like, yeah, okay, you know, you see some molasses, you're like, shh. Well, I am about to clean that up. And you go home, half your house is wrecked, and there is molasses everywhere. Sticky, icky syrup. 
Y'all, if that was me, I honestly would have just packed up and left. I've been like, I am not handling this today. Okay? Back to the story. The USIA had to give out $600,000 um, to victims and families who were affected. The $6,000 actually in 2020, um, that actually would have been over $6 million, which is, you know what I'm saying? It's like, well, you know, pay me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so anyways, um... Actually, uh, from this incident, 21 died and 150 were uh, were injured. And, I mean, that is really bad, to be honest, because nobody should be dying from molasses and imagine dying from molasses or syrup. I'm surprised because it was a tsunami. And normally, like, a tsunami of water is, you know, it's, it's wrecking buildings and everything. So I would assume that more people would have died. Now, that is honestly, for me, that is a shocking number. Um, of the 21 who died, I'm not saying that that's good. I'm just saying that I am surprised about the number of deaths and the number of injuries. That was only 150 people. Well, anyways, guys, that is all that I have today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did with the research and everything. And I just want to take the time to thank everybody who has been with me, who has motivated me through these times with this, because let me tell y'all, there have been some times where I just wanted to quit, okay? Having a podcast was my dream, but I didn't actually think that I was going to fulfill it until tonight when I actually started recording it. Now, let me tell y'all, I'm going to be be honest with you guys. It is currently 10.08 p.m on a Sunday, okay, Sunday night, and I have school tomorrow, I have had, I have redone this thing for so long, I'm so happy that I finally have a clip that I'm actually happy of, and I hope that I do not delete this clip, now if you guys hear this clip, then obviously I did not delete it, but again, I just want to thank everybody who has supported me through this, like you guys have no idea how much that really helped me through my frustration, through my anger, and all this other stuff. Anyways, I hope that all these, I hope all you listeners learned something and actually find this podcast interesting and I can't wait to extend and go on this journey with you guys and learn about new things. And now I hope you guys know that next week, okay, well, next time I post, which will be not next Sunday, but the Sunday after that, I hope. That being said, I hope all you listeners actually find this podcast entertaining and interesting and you guys stick with me throughout the whole series that would mean so much to me guys you guys don't even know okay well thank you i forgot to mention that i also am going to post this on youtube and why i'm mentioning that is because i will have all the all the sources on link down below in case you guys actually want to do some research yourself and find this event easy And now, thank you guys for staying until the end. Again, I'm so sorry for saying thank you all the time, but you guys do not know how much I appreciate this. I hope you guys this night, your morning, your afternoon, whatever time it is, even your day is amazing and it is going good. So yeah, thank you guys so much again and have a nice life. (laughs) I don't know what to say. (laughs) Bye.